It's unwise to use movies as a guide for reality, don't you, Inspector? Depends what you mean by reality. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kill the Cast. I'm your director. My name is Jerry, and joining me is the star of this play, the ever-quotable Jay. I always jerk off before I film a scene. (laughs) (laughs) And the black-gloved killer himself, the Silent Hill biker, Kenneth. Hi. That was probably the best part of that movie. Go fuck yourself. Um, (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, today, on episode 49 of Kill the Cast, we will be talking about Dario Argento's opera. But before we do that, Jay, how you been? I've been pretty good. I started a new job that I absolutely love, so it's pretty awesome to go to work and not hate myself all day. Uh, Before we recorded today, saw Hereditary. That was a phenomenal movie. We should be reviewing that. Okay. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Kenneth, how are you? Mm-hmm. Worked all week. Uh, I really haven't done anything eventful. Uh, I watched Motel Hell right before we got started with this. So That's a good movie. Yeah. I'll take opera over it. Uh, it's better than opera. Oh, we're going to fight. Um, <laughs> I have been watching uh, Giallo movies. Like, for the yeah, past two yeah, weeks yeah. straight. Uh, I've been posting in the Facebook group about all the movies I have been watching. So, I've been deep, deep inside the world of Italian cinema. And uh, with that being said, um, before we get into our episode. So, next episode is our 50th episode. That's a, that's a pretty good milestone. So, we'll have something special for you there. We will be uh, doing a giveaway, of course, um, since I, I I looked at it and I was like, you know, we we're supposed to do our iTunes giveaway now because I was supposed to do it last show, but I couldn't get iTunes to work. But I was like, the 50th episode's coming up. I should just do it on the 50th episode. That way I can like, uh, you know, see if I can make it a little bit bigger, maybe give away two or three different prizes, you know, see what I can do. So um, keep an eye it's on the- It's not like we don't have enough stuff to give away. That's true. We we have too much stuff to give away, and it seems like I'm always adding more. In fact, uh, like July first, my um, last house on the left Blu-ray will come in from Arrow, and in one of the horror packs that just came out, it had a copy of the original Last House on the Left. So I I will have three copies of that movie. So two copies are going straight into the giveaway box, as I will only need my Arrow version at that point. Because Arrow be rocking it. So, we'll have a giveaway and we'll be uh, doing a a big episode. It'll be super fun. It will fit very well with uh, us and uh, the time of season. So, with that said, um, I guess let's uh, go ahead and jump in the movie. Because I really don't have anything uh, house cleaning wise to talk about. And I can't really... Oh, wait. Uh... I'm assuming, Kenneth, you watched the Halloween trailer? I did. I did, and it fucking looks awesome. Okay, yeah, you know does. what? Fuck it. Let's, let, okay, so here's the thing is we're going to keep this short and sweet. We're not going to talk about what's in the trailer because I know <laughs> there's certain people that do not watch trailers. They do not want to know about what the trailer is, uh, well, a.k.a. Dave. should not watch our new show. Dave, <laughs> yeah, Dave Z and JP, like, they don't, they don't do that. So 
We're not going to talk about what's in the trailer, but um, I know for me, I think the trailer looked good. I'm excited to see where they go with it. I um, definitely, the trailer is, is getting the hype up for me. I am pretty excited to see this film. So, Kenneth, what, what were your thoughts? Oh, about the same. Um, I got a few things that I expected, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think it looks badass. Um, I like the, uh, the updated look of everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, even from the further points of the franchise, I still think uh, I, I like the updated look, so I'm, I'm actually really stoked for it. It's just, you know, I'm afraid that I'm going to be disappointed yeah i don't I, for this one i'm going in with such low expectations because i don't hold a lot of love for the franchise that i feel like no matter what as long as they don't make a bad movie i'm gonna enjoy myself uh jay what are your thoughts uh i think it looks better than every post three sequel that we've gotten even better than rob zombies well i wouldn't call that a sequel okay well, i'm sorry like a remake right. fair, fair enough <laughs> um but no, I, I don't know. Rob Zombies is still my favorite. So, we'll see. We'll see. Halloween but 3 is still my favorite super, of the series. This looks really good. I've been hyped on, on it until you posted that thing with all the actors for uh, the adults. And then when I saw James McAvoy, I'm all about that, too. So, now I'm hyped for two movies that I hope well, don't suck. had you been watching our new show, you would have <laughs> known three weeks ago that James McAvoy had been cast. Because I covered Shit. everybody but, like, two people. Yeah, yeah, that's that's old right. news. That's that's that one's been out there. Uh, Bill Hader's been out there. Uh, the newest one that uh, the guy uh, they got the uh, not Terry Crews, but the other black guy from the old Spice commercials. Mm-hmm. He he's playing uh, grown up Mike. Mm-hmm. So that's funny. That's pretty great. Um, so all right, but uh, yeah, but you know the the thing about it. Even if I'd watched, even if I'd watched the uh, news from the news episode that we all talked about it or whatever else, that's the reason why I specifically asked you when you posted it. Was it legit? Because nowadays, man, you don't know what the fuck. You don't know up from down until damn you see something one hundred percent come out of the studios for who's going to be in a damn movie. Yeah, I well, I always I always try to check my sources before I post things like that. Um, and the sources looked good. And then, of course, right after I put, po- I only posted it maybe 30 minutes before it started blowing up everywhere. Because um, Rotten right. Tomatoes is the one who, who first, they're the ones who broke the news for yeah, the well, entire fuck cast. Fuck them anyway. So. so. <laughs> fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Why? Uh, I just fucking can't stand them. I can't stand their rating system. I can't stand who the, the half the people that are on there. I think uh, I think most of the folks that are on Rotten Tomatoes that actually review movies are a fucking joke. You know they just take reviews from other places and put them in one spot, right? Uh-huh. Like they don't have reviewers on staff. Mm-hmm. Those are like so you, you don't you shouldn't hate Rotten Tomatoes. You heard the New York Post or whoever whoever they're pulling their reviews from. Well, why why shouldn't I hate Rotten Tomatoes? Because they don't review anything. Yeah, but they take they shitty reviews just... and put it up on their website. They're and unbiased. Hoover and wherever else. I don't give a fuck whether they're unbiased. Fuck them. <laughs> I fucking hate them. Fuck them. You're so funny. Fair enough. All right, so we are going to tackle Dario Argento's opera. Uh, Dario Argento's opera is a 1987 Italian giallo film co-written and directed by Dario Argento with music composed and performed 
by Brian Eno, Claudio uh, Simonetti, and Bill Wyman. Starring Christina, God, I can't say your last name, Marcelach, Urbano Bar Barberini, and Ian Charleston. The, the plot focuses on a young soprano involved in a series of murders being committed inside an opera house by a masked assailant. Now, before we get into the movie... Um, I, one, want to take a second to talk about Dario Gento, but more importantly, I want to talk about Giallo. Um, I love Gelato. Uh, not the same thing, but to quote <laughs> Exploding Heads, there's always room for Giallo. Um, so Giallo is a, uh, a genre of thriller horror that started in the 60s by Mario Bava. Uh, it is based off of these old pulp books uh, these old murder mysteries that used to come out and they were always giallo means yellow and the books were always had yellow covers and um mario bava is the one who basically created the first giallo movie but dario argento is the one who took giallo movie and took it up a notch and brought it into the mainstream success with his very first movie the bird with the crystal plumage now, for Giallo, there are certain things that make a Giallo. Uh, the killer is almost one... Okay. So, first of all, it's a, a murder mystery. It's a detective story. With the focus being more on the mystery part and hyping up the violence, unlike most uh, detective stories. Also, a lot of times in Giallo movies, the cops are usually either not used or kind of dumb. They're not, uh, it's usually the main character is not a cop. He's usually like a foreigner or a tourist or something like that. Something kind of out there, something slightly out of the way. Not, uh, not someone who's, it's usually not someone who like has lived there the whole life. It's usually some kind of outsider who happens to stumble upon a murder happening. And, uh, then the rest of the movie is basically trying to figure out the mystery of who, the black gloved killer is because the black gloves is very important. That's almost in every Giallo movie. And Giallo movies also tend to focus more on a visual style and the murder mystery plot over story. A lot of people have called Dario Gento. He is a lot of style with very little substance. And that is uh, for the most part true. And a lot of Giallos, if you're coming in for a great story that makes sense, you're really not going to get it. It's more about the style of the film and uh, the mystery and the twist. They don't, uh, they will force things to make them happen. Also in Giallo movies, you tend to have very stylized editing and your music also plays a very important role with some of it uh, happening in ways that can be very jarring. So that's kind of the easier breakdown of what Giallo is. Um, there, there are definitely more in-depth uh, explanations for it, but that's kind of your general thing. Dario Argento uh, started his uh, Giallo movies with the Animal Trilogy, which are not related. Uh, it's a spiritual trilogy. Basically, all three movies evolved the name of animals, which was The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, um, Four Flies on Grey Velvet, and Cat O' Nine Tales. But uh, what what uh after that he did deep red which shot him up big and then he did suspiria 
which has been argued whether that is a giallo or is it not a giallo. I, for the most part, don't really see it as a giallo. Um, but Suspiria is what put him over the edge, and that's what he's most famous for. And then after that, he did Inferno, which also is not a giallo. It's the second movie in the Mother trilogy, with the first one being Suspiria. And then after that, he did Tenebrae, which Tenebrae is, to me, my not only my favorite Dario Argento film, but my favorite um, giallo film. And then after that, we got Opera, which is definitely a very unique look at not only uh, giallo, um, but... It also is kind of self-referential for Dario Argento as he had done some directing stage plays and he kind of uh, caught some of the same shit the director did where people were like, you need to go back to directing horror movies and not do this shit on stage. Because apparently he was going to do some play and he wanted to change it to make like the lead character a vampire rapist and add a bunch of nudity and blood and they were like, uh, no, you're not Sweet. doing that. That would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah I'd watch the <laughs> shit out of that. So, and then um, for America, in America, our big horror genre is slashers. And a lot of slashers um, have taken a lot of their cues and were inspired by giallo films. The point of view from the killer. The, in fact, uh, Friday the 13th straight up stole kill scenes from Mario Bava's... Uh, fuck was it bay of blood i think it was bay of blood they stole uh straight up kill scenes the kevin bacon kill scene uh not the kevin bacon kill scene is it friday 2 when he shoves the spear straight to the couple having sex on the bed yeah that's the second yeah that that is straight up stolen from a mario bava film um so giallo's kind of uh really influenced our slasher genre in fact some of them giallo's like uh lucio fulci's the New York Ripper is very much a, a slasher version of a giallo, which so if you find giallos either kind of boring and you wish they had more gore, watch the New York Ripper because not only does it have one of uh, the greatest eye scenes ever, but it involves a killer that quacks like a duck. <laughs> so I often quack like a duck when I'm murdering people. Are you well, sure this isn't based off my life? Uh, it was made in the 80s, but I do believe it was early to mid-80s, I think. Mm, it's possible, then. Maybe uh, it's it'd some be fucked kind up, of babe. It'd be fucked teleportation up like by Donald Duck. Yeah, he, uh, the killer fucking will, calls the cops and just like mocks him in a fucking uh, duck voice and quacks and shit. It's crazy. Uh, I believe it's either on Shutter or Amazon Prime if you want to check it out. It is uh, sleazy as hell, so a lot of gratuitous things. But but the only thing gratuitous about opera is those camera angles. So let's get into... <laughs> There's some tits in it. Um, Yeah, no, there is. It, it, is, it is, I mean... I think one of the only movies to not have like any any real nudity at all by Dario Argento is Suspiria. Um, Inferno doesn't really have anything, but it has a, a chick in a wet white shirt, so you can clearly see through it. But like Suspiria is the only one that really has nothing. Other than that, he tries to put some titties in there somewhere. And good for him. 
Yeah, so I, I'm not sure. Okay, so I I love opera. It is in my top five Dario Argento films. Um, it is under Suspiria and Tenebrae, but I haven't decided if it's above Bird with a Crystal Plumage yet. So I, <laughs> I haven't I, seen any of those movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so one of the reasons I wanted y'all to watch opera is because I watched it and I was very taken aback by opera. I, it was... Such a beautiful film. The camera angles are fucking awesome. The story, while not fantastic, uh, is enough to keep me interested in the twist. It's fucking insane. Which, and don't get me wrong, guys, I do have some problems with the film, and I'm sure some of my problems are the same problems y'all have. But I really fucking enjoyed it, and I was like, you know what? I want to do this for the podcast. And I know Kenneth and Jay do not have a lot of experience with giallo or uh dario argento and to me i think this movie is a little bit easier to take in than tenebrae or deep red or bird with crystal plumage so i felt like this would be an easier one to deal with since it's a later 80s movie so with that being said i i enjoy the film i have no idea how jay feels yet but i know kenneth is is not quite as happy with it. So, Kenneth, <laughs> I'm going to let you have the floor real quick to kind of just give me your initial thoughts on it. Um, I try not to fall asleep. So you felt it was it was boring. I thought it was very boring. I thought it was generic. I hated the uh the voiceovers. I thought they were lame, especially because I recognized a couple of the actors in it and I thought the uh, Okay. S- I, uh, the, I mean, but I thought they were lame, but that's just that's just a small thing. Other than that, I mean, it's just like I, overall, I just thought the movie was generic. I called the I, I called right when I saw the guy go to her uh, room and ask for her autograph. I knew that was a killer. Wow, really? Yeah. I mean, I'll admit that in most Jellos, they have better red herring characters, and in this movie, they really did not have that many good red herring characters. Um, Because it becomes pretty clear pretty fast that it's not the director halfway through the movie. Uh, Because that was their big red herring was it was the director. And it it abundantly becomes clear when he does his little raven plan that it's not him. Um, Now, for the dubbing. So, in Italy, when they film movies... I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast before. But when they film movies, they do not record sound. Everything. Everything is dubbed later. So, unfortunately, you kind of have to deal... A lot of Italian films, especially a lot of Dario Gentis films, have that. And another thing with Giallo movies is they tend to use a lot of um, overacting. And uh, the acting always seems a little off and weird. That's just a thing with Giallo I don't know if it's something about Italy. Because uh, they do the, the same thing a lot of times with spaghetti westerns. They, uh, they, they tend to use a lot of overacting. Well... I mean, like I said, the main char- the main actor that I recognized in the movie was the kid that got killed um, right after uh, right after he nailed what's her name, and you know his his rich uncle. He was staying with his rich uncle. I can't remember the character's name. That um, would uh, be uh, Stefano. He was uh, the boyfriend, and he was the stage manager. Right. Him, I, I mean, he's the only actor that, that I really recognized, and I recognized him from a movie called Surviving the Game, 
and uh, it had ice tea in it. I love surviving the game. Yeah, he was the uh, if 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 you'll think about that movie, if you can remember it well, you remember the uh, the 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 son that had a problem with what they were doing in surviving the game. Yeah, that guy. Oh, it was okay. the son. That was him, and so. You know, I mean, but like I said, the dubbing is something small in comparison, man. I just did not, I, I didn't see it from the perspective that you saw it, man. I didn't see it as artistic. I didn't see, I didn't feel like, I didn't even feel like it was an Argento movie. I just didn't. I, it, it did not, it did not have an impact on me at all. The coolest thing to me about the movie was the Ravens. Dude, that Raven scene when uh, Marco uh, releases them all. And they fly right. fly around. That was also that uh, chandelier you see in that opera house because they filmed this in a real opera house. They right. took that chandelier out and built a um, a, a big thing of steel so that they could have it spin around to do those camera angles. Like I said, that was the coolest thing to me was that scene was the ravens themselves, everything around the ravens. But my favorite part is when, you know, that, that cage come busting through the window and all the ravens went out and you could see the, from the, like what you were talking about, their perspective of them flying. That was my favorite part of the movie. The rest of it, I was just kind of like, eh. I just was not taken back by it at all, man. The whole okay, time I was watching well. the movie, I was like, wow. I mean, if it, if, you know, I, I actually wanted to message you and be like, hey, man, you need to recommend me something better than this. If, you're, if we're going to get into the Giallo movies and you want me to get into it, you got to give me something better than this. Maybe we should have done Tenebrae, Jesus. Uh, okay, well, all right, Jay, what are your initial thoughts? So I'm I'm in the middle of you guys, it sounds like. So I agree with you, Jerry. I thought the directing of the film, the way it was shot, was really, I thought it was a beautiful film all around. Um, I really liked the kill scenes. I thought they were, they were shot fantastically, especially the fucking bullet through the eye hole. I was really impressed with that. I really liked that a lot. I forgot about um, that. You're right. That was really good. I thought that was fantastic. So, fun fact uh, about that scene. It was that, done with a real bullet and a real person. No, but that was Damn Dario it. Argento's... <laughs> that is Dario Argento's ex-wife. They were already divorced at the time. Wow. She has, for me. <laughs> she has been in multiple... In his movies multiple times. Um, in fact, uh, they were such a big couple that it was kind of like the Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt or Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, except in Italy. Um, so that's what, and Argento had to beg her to come back. In fact, the only reason she even did it is because she thought the kill scene was so cool that she was like, okay, fuck it. I'll do it. Cause that's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that is Dario Argento's ex-wife. That is Asia Argento's mother. Cool. That's, but yeah, cool. but yeah, I forgot about the eyeball scene. Through the, that was pretty cool. So that was cool. Um, I thought a lot of the music was oddly timed and placed, especially the heavy metal. Like, I guess I understand that they were going for something like frantic while frantic things were happening, but it almost all of the music felt out of place to me. It wasn't bad music. It just felt weird. Like that really, when the, uh, the guy first calls her after he breaks the, the chick's leg and the music is like super like for a tense scene and like you don't even know you're supposed to be feeling tense yet because you have no idea what's going on i thought that was just like way okay. out of place so well that was her listening to opera because she just listens to opera throughout the fucking entire movie in fact most of the times when you hear opera music it's because it's actually being played wherever they are that's um, fine but it was clearly 
the part in the opera had no words. It was just music, and it yeah. was clearly being played on purpose to go What's, with the scene. It just didn't fit for me. Now, that's actually kind of common. A lot of uh, music in Giallo movies is made to be kind of jarring. Um, but I agree with you. I hate the metal music in this uh, movie. Um, I can't stand it. It sounds like shitty, uh, generic uh, <laughs> Judas Priest made love to shitty, generic Motley Crue and gave us you this leave weird... Judas Priest alone it gave us this weird thing and it, it unfortunately that was um dario gento chasing a trend because it was just a trend in italian movies at the time to use that shitty generic metal gotcha um so that that and i that's my biggest complaint about the movie in fact the first time i watched the movie i said man that was amazing except for the music because every time that fucking metal music happened it took me out of the film did you look up anything on the metal music? Because I did. Uh, I did not. I, it's I, actually, and I and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right because I could not. But it's the name of the band is it's G O W. So I guess it's Gow or Go or something like that. Um, but they they really didn't do a whole lot. They kind of came together for this. The only thing that they're known for is under the pseudonym of Steel Grave, they recorded two songs for this movie. That's it. Steel Grave is, is kind of a good name. I'll give that. That's that. an awesome name. <laughs> Actually, one of the one of the songs is also called Steel Grave. Yeah. See, because um, like I wish Dario Argento would have used Goblin, which is the band he normally uses, but they don't do like metal like that. Uh, but they did Suspiria and Tenebrae and uh, Deep Red. They did the soundtracks for those, and it was and fucking phenomenal. But, see, I, I actually like the music, but then again, you know me, I like shit like that. And so but the I bad, no, I like the music. I did not like it in the movie. Right. The bad thing about it was is I always when it comes to putting metal music in movies like that, you have to be very selective of where you put it. Because anytime you watch a movie like that, metal always comes to me is is the shit has gotta be But yeah, anyway, so you're what, the metal music has to fit. Like what do you mean? Well, like like I was saying, it's it anytime that I expect metal music to be in a movie it has to be in a very chaotic scene. There has to be a whole bunch of shit going on, and I agree with Jay. When these kill scenes were going on, it it just wasn't there. Just wasn't enough going on. It wasn't fucked up enough for metal to fit there. Yeah, and I, what I, I, I like I said, it's the thing I hate the most about the movie is that metal. Movie. I fucking hate it. It is. It does not. When it first happens with uh, when Stefano gets killed and gets stabbed through the fucking jaw and then just, like gets stabbed, it just does not work for me at all. I'm just like I don't, I don't like it. Doesn't match. It does. You're right. It's not frantic enough to have metal music on it. So I didn't even, think any of the music matched. Personally, uh, I had no problems with any of the other music. Just the metal music. I mean, the metal music is obviously the. Uh... The biggest part of it, but in general, I just a lot of the music just it took me out of it. Um, plot wise, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I don't know. A story, it was really weird story wise. Did Kevin just disconnect? Um, yeah, it seems like it. All right, Jay. So yeah, the story is not a strong part. Uh, no. <laughs> no it was not not for me anyway 
I just so a lot of the things the characters did seemed really fucking stupid, like, like, and out of place in general for anyone. And that's like I understand, and I have a lot of suspension and disbelief when it comes to people doing stupid things in horror movies because if they don't do stupid things, then they don't die, and we can't be entertained. But like, it just. I just like you just watch somebody get killed and she was acting as if like maybe maybe something else slightly less traumatic had happened. Like, I don't know, like she had a bad date or something like I just don't understand why you aren't immediately at the police station. So the thing I, just, I don't know, I just don't get I just don't get the way she the main character reacted to all the shit that was going on. It seemed very, very out of place for someone who would be forced to watch somebody else murder somebody. Dude, yeah. I completely agree with you. I'm sitting there the whole time, and I'm thinking, did I miss where he told her that if she tells somebody what's going on, he's going to fuck her up? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, I feel like there's stuff that w- was maybe either in the script and never got filmed. Because look at uh, the instant with the bracelet. Literally, it pops up. They find it on the dress. He comes back to get it. He like even has to cut up uh the chick what's her name uh the julia the seamstress he has to cut her throat open which the reason that dario argento wasn't uh really that happy with the special effects that's why that scene is kind of meh i didn't i didn't like none of that because damn when you see that instance where the bracelet falls it doesn't even look like it falls in her mouth yeah so he wasn't really happy with all that but um nonetheless he goes all that shit to get the bracelet back, and then he just like turns around and drops it in a in a fucking uh I don't know a drain or something, and then that's the end of it. We never know what was written on it. It's never talked about again. Nothing. What the my fuck? assumption after getting to the end of the movie was that it was uh, the singer's mom's. I'm sorry, I said this in every episode we talk about anything. I'm terrible with names, but the main character's mother. I assumed it was her bracelet. So I assume the same thing. So well, if you haven't seen opera, we're, I'm about to spoil the fuck out of this. Um, so the killer is the, is inspector Allen. He just so, cause we're about to get into some issues with the film. So I need to go ahead and have this cleared. He used to have a thing with Betty's mom, who was also a opera singer. Betty, that's her name. Yeah. She, uh, Betty's mom, liked to be tied up and would enjoy watching Inspector Allen kill people. But she would not let Allen have sex with her, so Allen eventually got tired of, of it and got pissed off and killed Betty's mom and has been apparently waiting around for Betty to become famous so that uh, he can start this all over. Now, if we go to the very beginning of the film, uh, Mara Shakova, who is a famous uh, opera singer in this movie, uh, gets hit by a car. There is absolutely no fucking way Alan was behind that. No way. There's no way he could have planned that. There's no way he could have known she was going to come out right then. None of it. The only thing I can think of to justify the start of this movie is because he is an inspector. I'm sure the police got the 911 call and he and he keeps probably keeps a very close eye on on Betty in general because he used to want to bang her mom and kill people for her. 
And he just, and this happened to be, you know, the golden plate landing in his lap for him to redo this because like right after she gets hit by a car, Alan calls Betty and tells her you're going to, you're going to be the lead in Macbeth now. So I assumed that he pushed her into the street. Uh, well, the only problem with that is we have, okay. So the actress who was supposed to play, uh, Marishkova got paid for a week's worth of work. She flew out there, but they didn't get to her scenes in time. So she just took her money and left after her week was up and was like, you paid me for a week. That's it. It's not my fault. You didn't use me. So they didn't have the person to play that role. And so they had to take out a bunch of stuff in the script that involved that character. And from that point, they just did a point of view camera shot for that character. And that camera angle shows everybody pretty much following her. You can go back. Alan is not in there. And even if he was, the chance of him being able to push her in front of a car is pretty far out there for a movie that's already pretty far out there. Well, that's what I just assumed anyway. See, that's the kind of stuff where I'm okay with suspension of disbelief. What I'm not okay with is the police not knowing that a body was a mannequin. <laughs> until until weeks later. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. The, the, the final... It was discovered that it wasn't even a human at all. I was like, uh... You should have figured that out 10 seconds after the fire was put out. Yeah, and how the fuck did Alan get out of that burning room? They showed in the in the, the flashback. He just kind of threw the uh, the mannequin into it. Yeah, but they escaped. didn't show how he got out of the room. Through the door. The door was locked. Through the other door. What other door? I don't know. I assume there was a second door. They never show another door. Maybe there was a giant human-sized ventilation system like in her fucking apartment building. I mean, that, that is, I guess, possible. But one of the problems I do have is is how ridiculous the idea that he just let a mannequin burn, cops didn't realize it, and he got out of that burning fucking room. It, it just, yeah, I'm like, not sure. Because there's a lot of stupid shit. Like, how did, in the bullet scene, how did it go through a peephole into her head and then somehow went down and got the phone on the floor also? Did it ricochet the, in her skull? The the angle. Well, it could. It's very possible that, that that kind of stuff happens where the bullet, someone tries to kill themselves and the bullet just ricochets their sound around their head and comes out the other side without ever doing any kind of uh, permanent damage. Yeah. But so I mean, that's you can, a possibility, but. Like, in most reality, you can point out all kind of ridiculous shit. Like, go back to the first kill when Stefano gets killed. You're telling, you walked all the way up to Betty tied up. And literally the killer just like steps forward and stabs you in the face and you never saw him. How? How did you never fucking see him? Magic. Or like when uh, it's after... actually a supernatural film. Yeah, he apparently. has wizard powers. <laughs> uh, and like after they re- release the Ravens there, uh, Betty hides in, in her rehear- in her dressing room and the director walks in and Alan somehow is already in there. And is able to not be seen by either one of the other characters in this very small room and knocks uh, out Marco and takes Betty. And no one yeah. saw that. 
Like, there is tons of shit in this movie you can fucking pick apart. But with most giallos, like I said, it's all about style. And to me, this movie has fucking great style. I love the look of this film. I love the camera angles. I think Argento is a, is fucking amazing with his camera angles. I love the quick cuts, the close-ups. Just how uh, most giallos feel very disjointed and it's done on purpose with those quick cuts and the close-ups. Um, and I like that. The only thing I don't like is the picture, the, the fucking brain. The random, like, shots of a brain just, yeah. like, twitching. I sound like I hate this movie, but I love this movie. Like, I have problems with the movie, but I think it's fucking just such a fun ride when fucking that scene where the raven's just chewing on fucking Alan's eye. Yeah, that was pretty good. Like I said, but that's a raven scene, and I really like the raven scenes. I mean, I like that. I love all the death scenes. I love the raven scenes. Um, I will say that our main character, Betty, is not the greatest choice uh, in all. Like, not very well written. Uh, Dario Argento is not very good at writing uh, his characters. <laughs> Which is weird because he got his start in the movies by helping writing, uh, like, spaghetti westerns for Sergio Leone. And he was also a film critic before his dad let him produce him. His dad was his producer. His dad was a movie producer. So, he kind of, and because his first movie, Bird of the Crystal Plumage, was a huge hit, after that he pretty much could do whatever he wanted. And it made it to where he does all kind of just, like, weird, crazy shit. Sometimes I agree with it. Sometimes I disagree with it, like the ending of this movie. Um, because it's whacked. Now, Kenneth, what's yes. your thoughts on the story? Because you thought, you've thought talked about how, like, everything bored you. Uh, so I'm assuming you did not like the story and you don't like the twist ending. But since you're a fan of M. Night Shyamalan twist, I was kind of interesting how you felt about the twist in this movie. Uh, again i mean it was like i said it was just generic to me i didn't even see it as a twist i just didn't i mean it's, i just was not into this like i you know i didn't i didn't see you know the the fact that that dude was involved with her mom i was just like okay i mean i didn't really see it as anything overly dramatic i was actually kind of like well i could see that you know what I'm saying? You know, I thought it was kind of cool that uh, that her mom was kind of shot the fuck out and damn, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, uh, there were aspects of 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 things like that that I, you know, that I've seen in other stuff. So it's like, you know, I really just it, it I really wasn't that impacted by it at all. You know, I was just like, OK, you know, that's cool. It didn't blow me away at all. That man, that's crazy to me. I like. I mean, dude. I mean, I'm being one hundred percent. I'm sorry, bro, but I just didn't, no. It's fine. I, I mean, just didn't dig it. I mean, it was just like I was just like, all right, you know, whatever. See, because I thought you would like it and Jay wouldn't. No, maybe the... maybe it's because I just watched Hereditary, and Hereditary is definitely like along the same lines as The Witch, and it follows in the Babadook with it being a. Uh, like an artsy film, I guess you'd call it. I don't really know how to how to put it. It's, but 
So my mind was already set up for for something that looked really good and was beautifully shot, but may not be the standard style horror movie. So that's a possibility that uh, you know I was already in the mindset for this kind of movie. But yeah, in like like I said, in general, I really I thought it was beautiful. I really liked the kill scenes, especially the the gun through the people is my favorite part of the whole movie. Absolutely. I can't even get behind most of the kill scenes, man. I mean, the gun through the peephole, that was awesome. I will say that was awesome. That was a great fucking shot. But I can't even get behind the rest of those. You know, uh, the I first thought, one I, where he jabs the guy in the fucking mouth, that was awesome. I mean, like, all right, for instance, the whole, the 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 pins on her eyes to keep her eyes open. That was Granted, dope. I give it credit that that's a cool idea. But it's not very practical, man. The whole time I'm sitting there watching her, I'm like, just blink your eyes. It's not going to hit him. You know? I mean, it's not. It wasn't going to hit him at all. And then, uh, all right. So that, I mean, like I said, it was a cool idea. It looked cool, but it wasn't practical. And then, yeah, but I mean, we'll get past that, and I'll quit picking apart that far. I did not like the way when the kid, when her boyfriend got killed. I didn't like the way that looked. I thought the whole, the whole thing with the, with the bracelet, even past the inconsistencies of the bracelet itself, the kill was looked like shit. And even, even Dario Argento didn't like it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I thought that looked like shit. The coolest special effect to me, aside from the bullet through the eye, was when dude gets his face fucked up by the damn, by the Ravens. That to me was the coolest special effect. That was cool too. And to me, the most beautiful shots of the entire movie, besides the Ravens, was I liked the shots where they showed the inside of the, uh, of the opera hall. I liked that. And then I like the ones at the end of it where, the, where, you know, damn, she's running through the grass and everything else like that. It, it reminded me of the sound of music. Yeah, I like uh, when they when they first show Alan running towards her as he comes from out of focus, just like in focus, and his face is just straight, like he just straight faced, like it's 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 very odd. It's like something's not fucking right with that dude. Right. He, even when I he mean, like goes to like stab uh marco his face is still just so straight faced it's fucking just awkward but i mean overall i just didn't i mean even the kill scenes i just didn't like them i didn't like you know i'll give credit to that now that you brought it up that that you know that looking back on it it might have been a little unnerving but otherwise damn the kill scene where the actual stabbing of dude at the end of it didn't like it I just didn't like it. I didn't think special effects were that great at all. I mean, most of the special effects in, in Giallo movies is, is but I don't like have anything to compare it to, you yeah. know, I don't have any, you know, cause I haven't seen anything outside of, you know, I mean, Suspiria really isn't a damn, this typical type of movie. Yeah. You know what I, I'm saying? I, I would honestly say that Suspiria is not a Giallo film. Right. And I've seen Suspiria, but the rest of them, it's just like the rest of these movies that you're describing, I've never seen before. But I am, I, I mean, this is not going to completely taint my, uh, my, my look at these types of movies. I'm going to give more of them a shot. I'm really, I'm really interested in watching Tenebrae. Tenebrae is one, I almost was going to have us do that one. Um, but I didn't want to go with, one, like I, I didn't want to do Tenebrae or Suspiria because those are the two best known. But now I almost feel like fuck. I should have done Tenebrae because I think you'll like. Do you know what the plot of Tenebrae is? No, I don't. But I just, I came across it when I was floating through shit on Amazon, 
and and I saw it and I thought the name sounded cool and I was just like, okay, well, I, I was like, I know Jerry has mentioned this movie before, so it's, maybe I'll give that one a shot. It's my favorite because it's fuck it, like it had the the twist ending is fucking fantastic. It's about a um a uh horror writer, uh, well, a detective murder mystery horror writer is going to Italy. Hold on, my throat's fucking closing. Uh, some of that tea. Sucking dick today. Um, <clears throat> ooh, a horror writer is going to promote his new book, Tenebrae, over in Italy. And uh, while he's there, uh, someone gets murdered and their mouth is shoved filled with pieces of paper from the book Tenebrae. And then the writer, of course, starts getting calls. And people start dropping like flies. And, and, and the detective is kind of like not listening to the writer as much as the writer's just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to solve this. And it's it's really good. It has great kill scenes. It has beautiful women. Oh my God, someone with the women in this film. Holy shit, there. There is one chick. Um, If you see the poster of it, it has, like, in fact, that's the background on my phone right now, but it's the chick with, like, where it's just like from her neck up and she just has like the blood dripping down. Yeah. From her neck. The chick that's in the movie that 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 is kind of uh where they take that she, I w- when we when you watch that the number one thing you're going to say is she has amazing tits. All right. Yeah, man, like I said, I mean that one I'm interested in. Um uh, I'm interested in watching the New York Ripper. Um you know what I'm saying? Just because I was like I was talking to you about something about the other day, I just want to fucking watch something that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I will say the best non uh, Argento Giallo I've watched so far is Torso. That one is fucking awesome, and it has an awesome fucking swamp scene that I uh, that I just adore. Torso's. Well, what? Shoot them to me, man. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not like I said. I'm not going to let just this one movie taint, you know, a whole genre of films. I'm not going to do that. You know, you know me better than that. So, damn, I'm I'm absolutely willing to give other ones a shot, man. It's just this one just didn't do it for me at all. Fair enough, Jay. How do you feel? Do you want to explore more in the world of Giallo, or, or are you just like, yeah, I'll just go back to slashers? Uh, I don't know. I like I. Part of me wants to because I want to expand my my range of things that I like, but this one just didn't like it had some cool imagery, but it was kind of like almost like a chore to watch because it was boring otherwise. So I don't know if and you said this was one of the easiest ones to watch too, so that kind of worries well, me. I thought it but was. I like, but, I like expanding. I don't know. I'm I'm torn. I'm really torn. Maybe I'll watch Suspiria again, not because it's a giallo, but because it's Italian horror. Because it seems like every country, regardless of the genre, has its own style. Like French horror, I fucking love. Uh, Martyrs Inside right. High Tension are all very different, but I loved every single one of them. Yeah. Um. So maybe it's it's not necessarily. Maybe it's just this one movie, and I just need to try other things from Italy. Because I like Japanese horror, I like Korean horror, they all have their own styles. And there's things I like and don't like, so maybe I just need to explore Italy. Because that's actually probably my least 
my least watched country of origin when it comes to horror movie. And now that I think about it. It is crazy how that works out, man, because it's like, you know, I never really think about it until, you know, we're doing this. But you're right, man. I mean, every every single country that we watch horror movies out of has its own stylized version of the thing. Like even down to fucking British horror, man, it's 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 completely different than from over here. That's true. So, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, I love British horror. Um, so, you know, maybe we should do a show on that one day where we should like, you know, do the geography of horror films and talk about horror ones from around are... the world. Yeah, man. Where we talk about some of our favorites from each one of the major players in, in the horror genre. We should do a top, like a top 10 list where it's top 10 foreign horror, but you, uh, like can't like not like don't limit it to where it's like you can only choose one from each country but instead like you know just use some restraint not to pick like five japanese horror movies like try to spread it out because that that would be a lot of fun um like because like when it comes to french films i i love martyrs martyrs is martyrs me and you were talking about that the other day yeah, Martyrs is is that fucking film, man. Holy shit, it's so good. Um, but I like I like a lot of German horror movies, man. You know, I got a few I got a few German ones. Oh, German. Fucking... Let me see if we... uh, name some besides Dead Snow. Name some other German ones because uh, Necromantic one and two. Haven't seen those. Uh, the Violent Shit trilogy. Nope. Um, oh, damn it! I have to go. I Hannibal. Have to go. Look, um, well, yeah, we watch Cannibal. Um, oh, so we watch Cannibal. There's one that I can I can see the cover of it in my head, and I can't remember the fucking the name of it, but I've got it in there. Oh, uh, but yeah, I mean, going back to it, Germany makes some makes some shot shot out, but great horror movies. Gotcha. So, yeah, I kind of feel like I like I kind of want to pick like three movies, three Giallo movies. For us to try this again with, like, so it can be like, uh, here's three different movies to kind of represent everything, like, um, Blood and Black Lace by Mario Bava, Torso, uh, Tenebrae, or, uh, New York Ripper, which, New York Ripper Ripper is a very slasher-esque, uh, giallo. It is definitely still a giallo because of it still has uh, the mystery element to it and the detective element to it, but it's it's very very fucking slasherish. Like yeah. there is a, a scene that just involves a razor going from like top to bottom of a person. Hey, I'm down, but you know it's it's going to be a minute because I have my i'm fixing to fucking balls deep into the marvel mcu so between that and our next show i'm fucking i'm booked well stop wasting time watching shitty movies like twister yeah, twister well, is amazing twister sucks. Jerry, Dude, you know what? that's the next week we're doing episode 50 is twister. episode what? 50 is twister <laughs> versus opera <laughs> well, I, the main reason there's two main reasons why i watch twister number one is because i actually like the film and number Phillips two and number two is because me and Jade were looking through um, we're looking through stuff to watch on Netflix, and I'm and I'm so sick of watching the same cartoons that she watches, man, like Storybots and shit like that. Don't get me wrong, I mean, you know, it's cool watching cartoons, and you know I like them, but at the same time, I'm just sick of watching the same shit. So we're we're scrolling through and we're looking for something, and I came across this show called Tornado Hunters. It's like a fucking 
uh, it's a reality show where they where where you're following around these guys that are ch- these Canadian guys that are chasing tornadoes all over the U.S. And it was really a cool show, and they have some really really good shots of real tornadoes. But it sparked this whole conversation where I had to explain to Jade what a tornado was, and that you know, and that they were real and that it could really happen and stuff like that. And I felt kind of bad for telling my six-year-old that there's this fucking destructive force that's like a finger of God that can destroy anything in its path. But at the same time, you know, and then I was just like, okay, well, let's watch, let's, let's watch a movie about it that's not as it, 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 extremely intense as some of the other fucking disaster movies that are out there. And Twister isn't. It's good, you know what I'm saying, but it's not as intense as some of the other ones. So I was like, hey, we can watch this. And, you know, Jade actually really enjoyed it. And then we had another long conversation about Why tornadoes. wouldn't she? Because it's a great movie. Oh, right. God. I, yeah, I don't so. like natural disaster movies, so I think that's part of it. Like, I've just never dug those films. Like, see, to like- me, Twister is a chore to sit through. I watched it again last year or something. I don't know why. And I was just the entire time just fucking hating life. I don't know why you just didn't stop it and not watch it. I don't. I don't know why you. If you don't have to do it for this show, why do you force yourself to fucking watch it to begin with? I don't remember why. To be honest, <laughs> I mean, with you. I mean, this is like you know, unless you're doing it for some podcast, there's no reason why you should force yourself to watch any movie. It's a valid point. Well, sometimes you start a movie and you don't want to stop it because you want to like see what ha- you want to see what the end of it is, or you want like you're you're set. You're like I. I don't remember if I if the, I want to give this movie a second chance. Are you just set your 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 you're standing your ground? You're like I'm gonna make it through this movie. Yeah, well, I mean, I can get I can get on board with you there, man, because there's you know me. There's very few movies that I will either just turn off or walk out of if I'm in the theater. But I have done it. What was it, I Am Legend? Is yeah, your, your big one. I Am Legend was good. I fucking walked out. I walked really? out of the theater. Really? I yeah. don't think I've ever walked out of a movie or stopped watching it. Well, I've stopped them at home, but I don't think I've ever walked out of a movie at the theater, regardless no. of how I felt about it. I walked out, and I told the people up front to give me my fucking money back because it was a piece of shit. Fair enough. Me, personally, uh, the only version of that story I really watch is uh, Last Man on Earth. With and, and, Price. And, the, and the, damn, the bad thing about it is, is I can't... It's not... I didn't hate that movie because of Will Smith's acting because Will Smith's act, Will Smith's acting is phenomenal in damn near everything that he does. So I can't say it was him. It wasn't him. It was just the story itself. They took it so far away from the subject material and I do my best to try to give it a little bit of a pass because you know books, movies, you know what I'm saying? There's going to be a lot of fucking a lot of a lot of differences in in certain aspects. But that one was so far away that I was just like, "All right, fuck it." I've got I've got one for you, Kenneth. Uh, You know who Mark Dukakis is, right? Or however you say his last name. Isn't that the dude that was fucking on Iron Chef? Yeah, but he was in a bunch of action movies in the '90s, and you love right, right. He was in that movie. He was in that movie, Only the Strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so he's he's a martial artist, obviously. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, what is it called? Uh, The Wolf movie, Brotherhood of the Wolf. That's a fantastic movie. Uh, he's in that. Either way. He did a version of of that story called Omega Man, or oh, I am Omega, or, or no, 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 I am Omega. Sorry, uh, uh, I was gonna say was, Omega. But, there was one with a version yeah, of the I same story with Charleston Heston. Yeah, I got him confused. So I am Omega instead of I am Legend or Omega Man. They mix them together since it's the same fucking story. And you should watch that. That one's uh, might be more up your alley and entertaining in its cheesiness, but it's got 
old Mark Dukakis in it. I'll try it, man. I mean, because I like that dude. I, I actually so only it's, it's strong. It's not a good movie. movie. It's not a good movie. <laughs> but it, you may get a little bit more entertainment out of it and be a little less mad than you were at I Am Legend. I, I mean, I'm sorry, dude. I mean, it's just like it, when it comes to that movie, man. I mean, it was just you know, I was blown away by Will Smith's acting when he's standing in the video store and he's begging the mannequin to talk to him. Okay, I was blown away by that. That that was such a powerful scene. That's the reason why I have to give Will Smith's acting credit. Because his acting did not fuck that movie up. The story is what fucked that movie up. And that that's why I walk I ended up walking out. You know what I just realized? That I never saw the movie. You've never seen I Am Legend? No, Kenneth told me how bad it was, and I've <laughs> never watched it. I, I like, really liked it. Like, I wasn't really a big fan of the CG in it either, but looking back at the times when it came out versus looking through the evolution of CG, I mean, I watched Event Horizon the other day, and the fucking CG in that movie was god-awful. You know but what's it's still hilarious? a great movie. Jurassic <laughs> Park has some of the best CGI in it. And it's 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 older than a lot of these other movies with shitty CGI's. Like, yeah, but see, I, but see the to difference. To be fair, though, Jurassic Park has a lot, a lot of practical effects. Right, that's what it I does. was going to say. You know, th- th- that's the difference because that was at a time period where, I mean, number one, you got Steven Spielberg on it, but that was that was at a time period where you were still combining the two together versus some of the other movies where it, they're completely relying on CGI. You know what I'm saying? Like going back to Event Horizon. There, there, Jerry. Did you ever see Event Horizon? You know, here's I have the Blu-ray sitting on my shelf, and I've never watched it, but I bought it because I wanted to watch it because everyone says it's super good, (laughs) and I have not got around to watch it. So I think this week is the week that I watch Event Horizon. Do it, and and then you can then you can uh, message me and tell me how shitty the CGI is. The story is great. The idea behind it is fantastic. The practical effects are amazing, but it was it, it was when CGI was really trying to start get its hype. So you'll start you'll see some of the things that are in there that are clearly CG. Clearly, it looks like fucking Toy Story. Wow. And, yeah, and so <laughs> you know, but that the 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 story and everything else like that made up for it. So that's the reason why I'm willing to give it a pass. You know what yeah. I'm saying in that movie, Speaking but in other movies where the story where the story sucks and the CG sucks, I mean I just can't. <laughs> yeah, you're fucked there. Uh, but speaking of CGI and practical effects, uh, we, uh, my buddy, our dude, uh, ten out of ten, Derek, uh, who does underwater kaiju from outer space with me, uh, joined our Patreon, and he uh, chose a topic for us. And I told you guys earlier in the week about this uh he wanted us to talk about our favorite body horror effects and i want to throw one of my favorite ones out there uh because the great thing about body horror especially uh in the 80s was the practical effects it it will either completely gross you out or just make you go holy (laughs) shit that looks good the fucking gun hand that is in Videodrome that he takes out of his vagina stomach. Dude, I was actually going to so go with good. that. Is when he shoves the videotape in his stomach. Yes, and then he yeah, pulls out the dude. fucking handgun. It's, oh my God, it's it so good. It's so awesome. 
That's actually like, what that, me and you both are on the same page with that, man, because that's what I was going to bring up. It's so good, dude. I love it. I'm such a huge... Jay, what's one of your favorite uh, body horror effects? My favorite body horror effects. Man. Uh, <laughs> Kenneth, you go. Let me let me think on this for a minute. I already did. I, I, I'm with uh, Jerry. I'll, I'll drop... You can't uh, just say Jerry's. <laughs> okay. Because hey, that's the one I had in mind. Is that one. Uh, I mean, but okay. okay. So, like, I guess, like, almost the entirety of the thing... Does that 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 counts, Yes, that right? would be body like horror. When, oh my god! When they're tr- when they're transforming and shit, I mean uh, that's pretty that's pretty uh when cliche dude, I guess. But when uh dude's chest bites off the guy's arms and then his head yes. like falls yes. back. When those spider legs come out of that head, <laughs> oh my god! I just fucking shiver. Or uh, it, the entirety of uh Cronenberg's The Fly. Yeah, the I was actually going to really say, yeah, me and Jerry oh, were talking what? about that one. I've got one. Too. I've got one. So, ABC's a horror. You guys familiar? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, 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 why can't I ever think of words when I want to say them? I don't know. <laughs> anthology movies. That's the word I'm looking at. The anthology movies. Uh, it's part two, and I cannot remember what letter it is, but one of the stories in I ABC's a horror two for Dick is about a woman who is pregnant. And the baby does not want to come out until her dad gets home. And so the baby grows up inside of the mother. And the end of the clip is basically the girl standing up inside of her mother and wearing her mother's skin and just like puking out her bones and guts and shit. Oh, that was fucked up. It's because she never gets born. She just like crawls out of the womb within the mother and like vomits all her organs and shit up and then takes her place as the dad finally comes home. However many years later it's been. Yeah. You know, a long enough for her to be grown. The body horror movies we get nowadays, most of them come out of Japan. Like you had Tokyo Gore police with the fucking, like that one had all kind of crazy shit. I love Tokyo Gore police. Uh, No, it's fantastic. Uh, Tokyo Gore police, meatball machine. And that's, and Japan really took off with the body horror from Tetsuo, the Iron Man. You've never seen Tokyo Gore police. You've never seen Tokyo Gore police? Dude. Okay. I, I got, can I tell you the final scene? No, No, don't tell him the final scene. Oh, no. Hey, it's so goddamn ridiculous. Like you could just, okay. (laughs) Jay. Jay. I won't. I won't. You, I'm just like Jay. Listen, yes, sir. you could just add that in to what you're doing for me. Okay, that's fine. So to say we uh, we can cover that one on the show. Oh man! And then, and and then I'll watch it. Somebody told me the final scene, and I was like, I have to watch that just to get to that. I got. It was fantastic. I've oh, got the God, DVD somewhere. Laugh. I have. I have the movie. I've got it on DVD. But you've got like Meatball Machine and fucking Tetsuo the Iron Man and uh, its sequel Body Hammer and then it had an, another sequel. Um, in fact, the guy who did uh, Marabito, the director of Marabito, is the guy who directed Tetsuo the Iron Man. Oh, nice. Um, and then you've got, like, we have some great American ones like Slither. Oh, oh so good. Slither. I have the Scream so Factory good. of Slither. I've got the Scream Factory also, but I have yet to watch it. I was Same. so surprised the first time I watched Slither. I was so surprised at how good it was. Oh my god! I, it's been a long time since I've watched it. That would—that's a fun one. I need to—I definitely need to watch. Um, 
But yeah, when it comes to body horror, we all know Cronenberg's the fucking... He's the he's man. He's master, man. Uh, between uh, Dead Ringers, The Brood... Uh, that Oh, man, that scene in Dead Ringers where the chicks like starts biting on the fucking connecting flesh. Just fucking weird. Dead Ringers is fucking weird. Okay? I finally got around to watching that, and... I, d- well, I what don't. about the scene in Hellraiser where the two twins get twisted up on the fucking the spike? Oh yeah, that's fucking yeah. good. Hellraiser's got a lot of good War? body horror. Yeah, dude. I didn't even think about that. Hellraiser is a fuck man. Frank in general. Yeah. Jesus. That... Yeah, we were. I was watching that. Uh, I was watching that documentary. The, oh, the Leviathan. Yeah, I was watching yeah. that the other day, man. And it's like. I was sitting there, and me and a friend of mine were watching it, and and when she saw it, I was like, there's one thing, if you can't say anything else about Hellraiser, is how fucking good the skinless fucking Frank looks. Yeah. It looks amazing, man. The special effects for that, for that, that, and granted, it wasn't the actor underneath it, obviously, but... Damn, the the whole that 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 whole thing like where he's wearing a fucking suit, but he ain't got no skin on his face and his head. I mean that whole aspect of it. I mean it was just fucking creepy and awesome looking. Dude, when uh fucking like Frank first comes back and he and his fucking body's like crawling towards her. Right. Ugh. That whole scene looked fucking amazing when he's being like kind of birthed from the fucking from inside the floor. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Society? Mm-mm. It's it's a body horror. I have movie it on my I have it on my list. If you want to see some crazy whacked out shit, Society is that movie. Holy shit! There, like there, like there's a face coming out of an ass at one point. Yay! It's fucking weird, man. It's fucking weird. Uh, but yeah, body horror is is one of those like it's a little different than when you're just watching like uh, say you're watching zombie and you watch the chick get a splinter to an eye like that's just standard gore. Body horror is where there is some kind of like just next level mutation shit. Yeah. What about Nightmare on Elm Street too? Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, we just did Nightmare on Elm Street too when fucking Freddy comes out of Jesse. Yeah. Uh, and that's crazy because Jesse's so pretty. I would always come in him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, that whole like like when we were talking about on the last episode, we fucking uh, Freddy's fucking blades are coming out of the ends of his fingers and shit. That whole scene where he's like split his arm, Freddy's arm is splitting out of Jesse's arm and shit. Yeah, that is that is just man. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two is the best of the series. You know, well, that's it's not, but that's okay. It it is, Jay. It's up there. It's it's not, but that's you're okay. wrong. You're no, wrong, Jay. I, I don't get to be wrong about this. Well, you kind of had my back a little bit for opera, so maybe I'll I'll sacrifice <laughs> yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, you can have my back for opera, so that way you hold me up while I'm sleeping through it. Oh, you. it wasn't that boring. I'm serious, dude. It was to me, man. I mean, it was I like t- it was like watching Veronica. Although here, here, I'll be, I'll be completely honest with you, and this is completely unrelated to the movie, but I just find it funny because of what you just said. Uh, halfway through, I had to stop and take a nap, but that's just because I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. But I just think oh, it's funny okay. that you said you fell asleep. But uh, okay. is that a reason why I needed to? Is that a reason why I needed to message you twenty minutes later? 
No, 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 no. I was I was out of the house when you originally messaged me, and so I was going to be home in about 20 minutes, and that was the perfect timing. Right when you messaged me is when I started the movie. Oh, okay, cool. I took a nap when the it was the scene where she's sitting cross-legged on the bed, and that's when I was like, okay, I got to pause this and take a nap, or else I'm going to fall asleep during it. <laughs> it's kind of funny, because I told both y'all that I was worried that this would be like digging up the marrow, where I really, really dig the movie, and then y'all are kind of like, uh... And so the conversation, like, and not even, like, a, I hate it, so I, like, can, like, sit here and talk shit, and we can, like, have a debate, like, but, like, just being kind of eh on it, and it, it, I was, like, so worried that was gonna happen, and it happened. I think... No, it didn't, it didn't happen, though, because, uh, what's his face? Kenneth, see, I'm so fucking terrible, James. <laughs> Kenneth hated don't it. don't even know my well, Kenneth. Kind of the, <laughs> we've been recording shit for, like, two years, and you don't even know my I, fucking I know your name. I just can't. I'm bad. I have bad recall. He's used to... <laughs> oh, you should uh, start taking some total recall. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but I do feel like it's... Because like, I don't think Kenneth... Kenneth doesn't hate the movie. He just finds it boring. He doesn't have anything to say about it. Like, there's nothing, like... like it, it didn't sway him. It wasn't like enough hate where, you know, like me with the village. It was just like, this is boring. Yeah, I mean, there's, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's just it. I mean, it's, you know, it's not one of those movies where I can fucking just throw a whole bunch of fucking hate on it. Because, I mean, you know, it's not one of those movies that was so goddamn bad that everything was fucking horrible and I'm going to sit here and bitch for two hours. It's not that. You know, it's just, it just it, there just wasn't a whole lot to it to me. It was generic and straightforward. I, mean, I don't fair. think anyone's ever described opera as straightforward. Yeah. I mean, it was just, like I said, I mean, every, to me, everything just kind of fell into place. I mean, it was like, like I said, I, I fucking knew dude was the killer from the beginning. And it's like, you know, everything just kind of one thing after another. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the only thing that kind of came out of nowhere to me was the little girl in the fucking vent. Yeah, I felt like they should have done a bit. Like, they did show the little girl. They showed someone in the vent early right. on in the movie. But, like, I do feel like there's a bunch of just missing parts in this movie. I mean, so, you know, I mean, the only thing that I wish is that we could have saw Newt's mom naked. Uh, Dude, she's in an Italian film. She probably is naked somewhere. Right. Almost every chick in all these it Italian films are nude somewhere but i mean otherwise dude i mean like i said i mean you know it's not, it's definitely not one of those movies that i probably will ever watch again okay so i guess you don't want me to buy you a copy on blu-ray no i'm good on this one <laughs> i also don't want a copy of this on blu-ray well i have it on blu-ray and i like it that's good you should own things I, you like. I can't believe you like don't like the fucking uh, pins under the eyes, man. I fucking I love loved that. I thought that was cool. I just didn't, dude. Like when, like when it first happened, when he when he put it on her the first time, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it and I'm like, but it's not. It 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 wouldn't have the effect that he wants it to have. The placement of it was just difficult for me. Now, if he had taped them to her directly to her bottom eyelids then that would have been different, but he didn't. He taped them, like, right on the top of her cheekbone. And so where he taped them right there on the but top of her cheekbone... he probably just didn't want to risk the actual actress. Right, but still, I mean, to, the, to me, I did my best to try to look over it because, like I said, it looked cool. So I did my best to try to look over it, but at the same time, I just couldn't let that aspect of it go because you can even sit there, and when you're watching a movie, you can see her blinking behind them. 
Yeah, I just think it looks so fucking cool that you talking bad about... I'm going to throw an iron at you. <laughs> and Ain't then I'm going to be dumb like, and try to unmask you. Yeah, at that point, when, when, when the iron got thrown at her, I actually fucking laughed at that because, damn, like, the, the instance right after that where she's, like, looking up at the ceiling, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just did that, and it stops for a second. And I'm like, and then she falls down, and you see the iron hit the fucking floor. I was like, oh, my God, man, that was one of the shittiest shots I have ever seen. Oh my god, it's so funny. I love I will say one uh scene I love is when they're doing the second flashback where the killer uh is getting the woman who's in the bed. Just that whole flashback is gorgeous. Pulling the white sheet off of her. That uh, chick was taking hot. yeah, taking the knife out, tying up um Betty's mom's hands like man, it's just such a fucking pretty shot um also fun fact most argento films anytime you see the black leather gloves that's actually argento himself that's cool he always does those point of view shots because he knows exactly what he wants that's cool but yeah man i mean you know it it was just like i said i just it, it just didn't hit home for me man i mean i don't know but then again here lately I've been having a hard time with movies that I've been watching anyway. Like, like I said, here lately, I've just hit a run when I, when anything that is related to the horror genre, I've hit a run of movies that are just, you know, boring, 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 boring. You know, it just is not doing it for me. Nothing that I've been watching lately has had the impact that I was hoping for. So I'm hoping that when a quiet place comes out on Blu-ray and I pick it up, or I rent it or whatever I'm going to do, I'm hoping that it'll have that effect. And I'm hoping that Hereditary will 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 actually do it for me because nothing that I've been watching lately has done it for me. Nothing. Really? Man, I've been uh, very much engrossed with uh, older horror. I'm always engrossed with older horror. I just love the way it looks. But, uh, like, I, like, so, like, watching all these Giallo films, I've been mostly watching films from the 70s. And just like most of them do, the only one I really didn't like that everyone, a lot that a lot of people liked, I watched one called uh, "Black Belly of the Tarantula," mm. and I didn't really care about this, but it did have one of the craziest fucking uh, drug smuggling things I've ever seen. Where how they were smuggling drugs is they were filling these, they were shipping uh, tarantulas. And instead of sand in the bottom of the container, it's cocaine. Whoa, cocaine so tarantula? Yeah, so the tarantulas are basically fucking coked up. But they it's don't do anything idea. with it. It's like it's like one scene and they don't do anything with it. But I'm just like, I want to do a whole movie just on fucking cocaine tarantulas. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? That's a pretty that is, rad idea, actually. That's the fucking greatest thing I've ever fucking seen. I don't give a shit about any of this other stuff. And because uh, like, I doubt y'all ever watched the movie, but that killer, the fucking like, like the killer in the movie ended up being this guy who was blind. who's not actually blind. And like his ex, his wife that he had killed five years ago, like uh, basically degraded him and talked shit to him. So he killed her. And then he worked at this spa place where the main chick there was blackmailing people. One of the people who's blackmailing was the chick who was like shipping 
the cocaine spiders. And, uh, but another chick in the, there, like, uh, he's blind and he's a masseuse. So he's like, oh, he's like misogynist. It's like super fucking hot blonde chick who's naked. And she starts like touching his dick with her foot. And I guess he took it the wrong way. So he ends up like snapping and killing her. And then he just can't stop and he kills more people. One of them being the cocaine spider lady. Uh, and then like later in the movie you find out that it's fucking the blind guy and he's not blind he's wearing contacts and you're just like what the fuck this is a good thing i like about giallo movies is like uh i i i rarely ever call who the killer is rarely ever because it's always some weird shot out crazy thing like they're just throwing darts at a wall and whatever it hit Okay, so this movie is going to be about a blind masseuse who killed his wife. He's faking blindness and kills this horny chick. Kills uh, a woman who smuggles cocaine and tarantulas. Because that's the business model you need to be in. Like, it's just weird crackdown I can, shit. I got this fucking visual of exactly what you just talked about. Like a fucking, like a set of damn dartboards. And each one of them is a different aspect of the film. Like, you got killer. All right, and then you got all these different things that the killer could be, and then you've got the next dartboard, which is fucking what's wrong with the killer, and you've got all these different things. So they fucking throw a dart at the first one, and it's like, oh, it hits masseuse, and then they throw a dart <laughs> at the next one, and it hits blind, and then they throw yeah, a dart like at the next a, one. And it's like, oh, okay, one... what's the other aspect? Oh, we're gonna have cocaine in it, okay? Uh, <laughs> uh, and then the next one, they're gonna throw it. Oh, it's gonna be cocaine with tarantulas. <laughs> I can just see this whole setup. Like, <laughs> Another one I watched was um, uh, Forbidden Photos of a Lady Above Suspicion. What the and, fuck? And Is that the name of the movie? That's the name of the movie. And that's a little much. The, the, basically a... That sounds like those shitty fucking goddamn drama movies from the fucking 90s. Yeah, like, so... With Shannon Tweed in them, you know? The movie is about a, a, a woman who uh, gets... She a guy basically chases her down and is like about to like kind of rape her, but then he does that and he's just like, Your husband's a killer. You don't know. And then later he convinces her that her husband killed someone and he's got the proof and he's gonna turn it in unless she sleeps with him. And he's super creepy about it, and he's like, I want you to beg for it. And so she ends up sleeping with him. And he took all these pictures, and then he's like, oh, by the way, your husband didn't do anything. You're a moron, but I've got these pictures now. You're my slave. And then, like, it, and then it just, like, all the proof she gathers all disappears. Her husband thinks she's fucking crazy. The police think she's crazy. The guy keeps fucking with her. And then it turns out, the whole time, you think that, uh, like, at first you're like, oh, their husband's also cheating on her with this other lady who happened to be in a photo with the guy who's blackmailing her. So you think she's involved. But then it turns out the chick uh, call is the one that calls the cops on the paranoid chick's husband because he hired the killer to kill the girlfriend, but he was taking too long. So now he's got to do it. But then the cops, but the other lady called the cops and she's the innocent one who you thought was the guilty one. And it's fucking insane. It is I like I know I what I just described cool made no goddamn husband, sense. Her husband should have been the killer all along. 
But yeah, that's the thing. Her husband wasn't the killer. Her husband hired the guy and then made her feel like she was insane. Like, the paranoia level in the movie gets really good at the end. Well, like I said, I'm willing to watch others. I think you should either watch Torso, Tenebrae, or uh, uh, New York Ripper. Those are the three I, I those are the three I would recommend for anyone who just wants to dip their feet in and check it out. Uh, Torso is is fucking awesome. Tenebrae is the best Giallo I've seen so far, and uh, New York Ripper is just sleazy as shit. It is just there is a like a point where two of the character like there's this really uh, there's this lady who's like super perverted and she like goes and records people having sex on a stage live like just a a voice recording of it for her husband and then later on she gets like she's in a bar and these two like hispanic guys like are at a table with her and one of the hispanic guys just kind of starts fingering her with his big toe yay it is just fucking weird man and then of course the killer quacks all the time so what the fuck ever. But anyway, so guys, I love opera. Uh, Jay's kind of in the middle. He thinks it's a, it's a very gorgeous looking film, but story is extremely lacking. And I do agree there. The story is not that great, but I think the visuals make up for it greatly for me. And Kenneth didn't like it at all. I thought it was very, very boring. So a high recommend for me. Uh, Kenneth does not recommend it. And uh, Jay says, if you need something to watch after you jacked off, you can watch opera. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I, I don't, I, no, I recommend watching this movie. I mean, you know, if you're looking to have a good nap, like, wow. Jay, did, like Jay did. I told yeah. you that wasn't because of the movie. Sure, I don't sure. know. If you stop a movie to take a nap in the middle of it, the movie can't be doing that much for you. And no, let, like, no, no, listen. My sleep schedule gets really fucked up sometimes. I was out late last night. I got up fairly early this morning. I was just too tired. It literally had nothing to do with the movie. It's happened to me. It's happened to me watching The Matrix, and The Matrix is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, but you've seen it enough to where it's okay if you fall asleep. I'm just saying, it wasn't the movie. It's sure, never sure. the movie. Okay. That reminds me. I gotta finish this Giallo I was watching last night. Be or two nights ago because I fell asleep during it. <laughs> Speaking of which. So, uh, yes, guys, that is Dario Argento's opera. Please let us know in the Facebook group what you think of the movie, how you think of our opinions in the movie. Uh, are we right, wrong? Is Kenneth wrong? Please tell me Kenneth's wrong. Make me feel better about my choice. And <laughs> I have a friend movies. that's going to tell you Kenneth's wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, she's super excited that we're covering this movie. Nice. She's going to love me. Yeah, she is. Yes. Remember, I'm married. Oh, you're talking about your wife? No. <laughs> Kayla's super I'm excited over covering opera. Did Kayla watch no. opera with you? Kayla, hates Kayla, Kayla is hot. Kayla is the hottest woman I know. And she yeah. wants to watch opera. No, she does not want to watch opera. She hates no. horror movies. Oh. She maybe wants to watch opera. Tell her it's an opera. <laughs> I guess that's not necessarily a lie. It, you're not lying. It's Macbeth. You don't think it's a horror movie? Well, I mean, it's not a giallo. Me. It's it's basically saying it's a thriller. 
I mean, I just, you know, to me, it just was not that horrific. <laughs> just like, whatever. I, I think it, man, to have it, dude, if I was tied to a fucking pole with needles underneath my eyes and I have to watch as the guy that I just failed at having sex with get stabbed in the mouth by a masked killer, it's pretty fucking horrific. Can we try That's this true. needle under the eyes thing? If you were willing to be the subject, sure, but I'm not doing it. Hell, I may do that myself. I mean, I'm willing to try it with you, but I'm not putting needles under my eyes. I can't even fucking wear contacts because I can't put anything near my eyes. I'm going to try that when we I, get off there. Maybe that's why why it was so effective on me is because I, I can't even wear contacts. I can't put anything near my eyes. So watching her have that shit near her eyes, like when it does the point of view and it has, and it's like they tape the needles to the camera. Oh, my fucking God. That, I, that fucked me up. To me... I'll be honest with you. To me, the fucking the the scene in A Clockwork Orange where they have his eyes with those little things oh, in them, I can't his do eyelids. It. Yeah, that is more horrific to me than the chick having the having the needles underneath her eyes. And the fucked up thing about that is, is damn dude that uh, goddamn now his fucking name escapes me. Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. All right, Malcolm McDowell, and that damn near went blind from doing those scenes. Yeah. Well, after what he did in Caligula. He should be blind. I really need to go back and watch that again. Caligula? <laughs> oh, yeah. man. It's so fucking long, and eventually you just kind of get tired of the debauchery. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> no, he Because I have, I have it on Blu-ray. I have the Arrow release of it. Um, I mean, that movie has got so much fucking nudity in it that it's just like... Well, it's got straight-up porn in it. That's if you watch saying, the real, I mean, If you watch the real version of it. Yeah, totally. Uh, God, that wedding scene where fucking, uh, he fucking busts into the dude's wedding and then just, like, fucks his wife and then fucking fisses the husband's ass. Whoa, I need to watch this movie. (laughs) Oh, have you never seen Caligula? No. Um, I don't, I think it does have an American Blu-ray release. I've got, I've got the Region B, uh, Arrow release. I don't know if it's something I need to own. It just sounds like something I need to watch. Uh, yeah, if you Dude, can find it, uh, there's there's like three different versions of it, so you have to be kind of careful. You want to find the longest version, which has all the shit in it. But that. it's fucking you get, weird. You can get it at uh, Starship down here, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and they actually sell it in the normal fucking Blu-ray section, not the porn Blu-ray section. And it's a Canadian release of it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, fuck it. Man, Khalid. It, it's it's a movie. Uh, you, you know who I forgot? What's her it's a movie. name? Uh, there's a, ch- a woman who's in it who's a very, very, like, famous and respected actress, and she's nude in the movie. It's a, um, 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 Helen, um, is it Helen Mirren? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's in Caligula? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, God, I need to go watch this immediately. Uh, God, I yeah. have such a crush uh, on her. Oh, oh yes, yeah. it's Helen. It's Helen Mirren, and she is fucking hot. I things I do so many things. God save the queen. Yeah, so that's fucking. Things. Huh? Oh man, yeah. Malcolm McDowell's in it. Uh, Peter O'Toole. Have you seen in that, it. Jay? Have you seen the Queen with her in it? No. Yeah, where she plays the fucking Queen of England. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I know of it. You need to watch that. You need to watch that shit. That movie was fucking amazing. Yeah, so if you've uh, got a if you've got a hard on for Helen Mirren, man, I I am so in love with her because she was hot and red too. 
She's hot in everything. I don't care how old she is. Yeah, she's fucking smoking hot in Caligula. Yeah, so dude. So you definitely need to check that one out. And, it, and it's just, a, it's one of those films that is just a spectacle to watch. Like, it's there's just so much going on. And, and the fact that there's like, if you watch the uncut, unrated version, there's straight up porn in it. You're And you're like, but there's Malcolm McDowell is in it. Helen Mirren's in it. Peter O'Toole's in it. You're just like, how did this get made? How did this happen? What worlds combined to make this movie a thing? Because it's a period piece that also has hardcore porn in it and debauchery and just fucked up shit all over the place. Like, it's very, it's a very interesting watch. Um, I think the unrated version of it is like two and a half hours long. But it feels like three and a half hours long. It's good stuff. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it, guys. Uh, episode 50 is coming to you very soon. Um, as of this recording, uh, we're recording this right now on Sunday the 10th. And next Sunday will be a recording of Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space. And then the Sunday after that will be the recording of episode 50. And we're not going to tell you what it is because it's going to be a very special surprise. We'll do a giveaway on that episode. And uh, we hope you are join us for it or blown away for it. Uh, once again, let us know what you want to uh, tell us about opera. Thank you to Derek B for giving us the topic choice of body horror. We got to dive into that a little bit. That was fun. Uh, I can't wait to see what Derek picks for the month of July. And uh, if you want to have us pick a topic or review a movie or just some kind of random shit, join our Patreon. Get on there. Tell us what you want. And we'll see what we can make happen for you. And other than that, we'll see you in the Facebook group, Kill the Cast, uh, pretty much everywhere. Check out News from the Noose, a weekly news show that Jay and I do. Jay is the creative force behind that. I just record my segments and give them to him. Well, I mean, I edit my segments first. I'm not a dick. I don't make them. Well, I offered to edit them when we very first started. I was like, you didn't have to edit them. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. And then the first clip you sent me was edited. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, you already have to do your own, and you already have to like add stuff. Like, there probably be will be some point where I'm just like, dude, I didn't have time to edit. Here's raw footage. Just do whatever. Yeah, but fine, when I have time, I'm going to put in clown noises and <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, let's see how well Jerry does uh, with these clips from a Serbian film right next to him. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, You're like, and my nephew was born, and then the scene pops up. And <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, check out Your motherfuckers the news. are sick. <laughs> it is. I'm a terrible person. Oh, <laughs> Kenneth, shut up. Wait till we cover a movie that actually has... Ne- we need to cover Necromantic. I don't have... I gotta see if I can find a copy of it for us all to watch. And we need to cover Necromantic just so we can finally crawl into that dark fucking attic space of Kenneth's brain where necrophilia is a thing. Necrophilia is a thing. But I'm talking about... As it exists in the the fucking dark attic of Kenneth's brain. Are you sure you want to do this? Uh, I'm pretty sure I want to be inside you. 
You have been. Are you sure you want to fucking damn? <laughs> I want to go back. Okay. I want a vacation there. All right. I want to set up tents. I want Pit, it to you be... want to pitch tents? Yes. I want it to be so intense. Okay. Let's do uh, it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, guys. So, episode 50 is coming up. I'm super excited about it. Uh, it only took us like, what, two and a half years? Because in November, we'll celebrate three years. Sure. So, two and a half years, <laughs> 50 episodes. So Jay's just like, I'll just get on here when you motherfuckers tell me to get on here. Uh, yeah, go here. us. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, check out I Patreon. I got my own shit to worry about. <laughs> check out no, the Facebook group. No, isn't this our fourth year? Because I thought last last year we were like, our second anniversary. And then we were like, oh, wait, shit, it's our third anniversary. Technically, no, yeah, we did there was like two there was like a year between y'all's first episode and then when we put out the second episode. That's not true. It took you guys like three months to make an episode without me. Or no, that is a lot longer. True. I threw Jay to the side quickly. Yeah. And this one's like, fuck you, Jay. And then Jay was like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I'm going to show you my skills. And then here he is. And now here we are, the perfect trifecta. Yeah. We're the we holy triad. We have to practice hard so nobody's dick gets left out. That's yeah. Right. It's a whole lot of dicks. How's Kayla doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh glad my. that it's not just it's not just Reese who catches it now. Oh <laughs> now my. Kayla gets to catch it. Hopefully not an STD, but you know what I mean. No, I don't have any STDs that I know of. I really thought that you were the abbreviation of standard. What? The abbreviation of standard is STD. Uh, I am pretty average in standard. You're right. Oh, my God. Completely off topic. Uh, Y'all remember Chappelle's show and that skit with the rapper Dylon? No. No. Oh, never mind. Y'all didn't watch Chappelle's show like that? I watched Chappelle's show. I just don't remember a lot of it. Yeah, Damn it. Y'all won't find this funny dylan had a there was a thing on there where dylan where they were like dylan what's your favorite five rapper and he goes dylan 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 and dylan and uh the new push the t album comes out came out and there's a reference to it where it goes um uh people talking shit how do you respond i'm top five and all of them dylan and i thought it was hilarious and i was gonna tell y'all but it doesn't matter now because y'all don't remember that should... no. Fuck this! Kill the cast is over. I'm starting a new show where we just review Chappelle's show. <laughs> Done. Okay. You can do that by yourself, bro. No, you're going to be forced to do it. You're under contract. <laughs> yeah, you think so? I don't think we are. Uh, I think you are. Where's if my I'm money? Under... Yeah, I was just gonna say, where's my paycheck, homie? Uh, it's in the mail. It will be paid to you. Did you really just fucking tell me there's a check's in the mail, you bastard? Three easy payments and one hard as fuck one. The fourth one must be paid in rupees. Your old lady's real hot. What was Zelda rupees? Because uh, I'll take them. Yes. Uh, they will be delivered by bird. You will unfortunately have to wear a necklace of Fruit Loops so the bird can find you. That's fine with me. Uh... So yeah, expect those those payments are in the mail, guys. Y'all are under contract. Sweet. Well, see you next week on the Chappelle Show podcast. 